making sales social to me. What resonates with me is about utilizing social platforms to gain trust from your ideal target audience, build credibility that you are the go-to expert in your area, um, to share as much value as possible with your niche and audience. And then on the back of that, hopefully opportunities will arise. Welcome to the Making Sales Social Podcast, featuring the top voices in sales and marketing. Join hosts Bryn Tillman and Bill McCormick as they discuss the best tips and strategies they are teaching their clients so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Here are your hosts, Bryn Tillman and Bill McCormick. Hey, welcome to Making Sales Social. I'm Bill McCormick. I'm Bryn Tillman. So Bryn, who's joining us today? We have my friend, Tony Morris, who we met a little over a year ago. Uh, he was talking with Jeb Blunt and asked Jeb, who else should I be talking to? And Jeb said me. So I was on Tony's podcast. But since then, we've really built a great relationship and we're even doing some collaborative things together. Welcome to the show, Tony. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. We're thrilled that you're here. So, Tony, tell everyone a little bit about you and your company and what it is you do. Yeah, thank you, Bill. Well, I've been in sales for 22 years. I was one of those irritants that would phone you in a, in a, on an evening, disturb you during dinner and switch your utilities over. Um, but but I, I, I really fell in love with sales from that moment, really, um, and, and having being able to influence and persuade people, right, to take the action you want them to take. I, I sold software for six years. And then I set up my sales training company just over 14 years ago. So I set up in the UK with my father-in-law. I've now spoken in 25 countries at sales conferences all over the world. And, and then I bought my partner out two years ago and Tony Morris International was born. Fantastic. Well, congratulations. That's a, a great run that you've got. And so thank you. We we start the 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 episode off by asking all of our participants with the same question. What does making sales social mean to you? Making sales social to me, what resonates with me is about utilizing social platforms to gain trust from your ideal target audience, build credibility that you are the go-to expert in your area, um, to share as much value as possible with your niche and audience. And then on the back of that, hopefully opportunities will arise. That's really what it means to me. I love that. That, that really aligns a lot with our definition of social selling. It does. And, and there's a lot of alignment. I, I've been on Tony's website looking around. He's got something called the ask philosophy, A-S-K. Mm. And uh, as I'm looking like there's, there's, he uses cars. So if you go to his, his website, TonyMorrisInternational.com, you can see that. But I want to talk about that, the ask yeah. philosophy. So it's an acronym. So what does that stand for? Yeah, it stands for attract solve and keep and in a nutshell when when i look at the 30,000 salespeople that i've helped the two biggest problems they seem to come up against is attracting the right leads into their funnel and solving their problems which ultimately i see my job not to sell to solve 
to serve and to help. So solving these prospect problems so they become a customer, but then how do we retain those customers for life so we keep them and they become a raving fan? Mm -hmm. And that's what the, the whole framework and philosophy is, is exactly that, teaching my clients to, to get the right people, solve their problems and make them raving fans. That, okay. That's so good, so good. And, and so we talk about attract, teach and engage yeah. when we're talking about relating to folks on, on social. So let's talk about that attraction piece. Yeah. What are some of the things that, you know, we have a lot of folks that are listening that are independent sales reps. They're not part of larger companies or if they are, yeah. they're not getting a lot of support from, from on high. Sure. What, what can they do on a daily basis to make sure they're attracting the right clients? Yeah, brilliant question. The first thing is they need to know who is that ideal client. When I ask people, you know, who do you aim at? They say those horrible words, everyone. And the second you hear that, you go, right, so no one. And I, I play with this. I go, well, my son, Harry, he's 12. Would he be your ideal customer? And I go, of course not. So I said, well, it's not everyone then. So the first, my first recommendation to my clients is, is know your hit list, your dream prospects. And what, what I always recommend in coaching is grade your previous success stories. Grade your clients A to D. Your A's are your dream customers that earn you the most or that you love to work with, hopefully both. B is your bread and butter. C, C is your one-off clients. And D are the dead clients, the ones who pay you the least but give you the biggest headache. And we've all got those, right? So We when have ones you, that pay us a lot and give us the biggest headache too. Absolutely, absolutely. And I guess when you know who your, dream, your A clients are, the first place to go is really look at their key competitors, as long as it's not a conflict for your products and services that you offer, and then start to see where do they hang out on social? What Facebook groups or LinkedIn groups are they part of? What, what content can you be sharing with them that speaks to them about how you can solve their problems or achieve their aspirations so that they, when they think of you, they think that they see you as the go-to expert in that space. And I think once you get your head around that, and, and really for me, sales, social selling is about 80% of giving value to your the right person, the right message. And then the 20%, yes, you might put a pitch their way. But actually, I think if you give enough value, the business will come the opportunities will arise. Bill, share what our actual definition is with Tony, because like you're hitting. Yeah, you you are. So, so our definition of social selling is social selling is building relationships, providing real value and being a resource, understanding that the sales will come when the time is right. Perfect. And, We're on the same page, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So there, there are a couple of things that you said in there. First of all, the having, knowing what clients you're going after, yeah. you know, not everyone is your client. So, so important. Yeah. And same thing that I tell my clients, go back, look at your clients, look at who are your A's. So that's so, so good. I, I want to add to that kind of yeah. just throwing a little LinkedIn piece there. Please. So a lot of times LinkedIn will help you to identify their competitors. If you go to the company page on the right-hand side of, of a company page, you're going to find other companies that people search mm, nice. like this company. Nice. So typically because the biggest searches are recruiters, yeah. 
you're going to get very similar companies. So it's really simple. And then when you drill down to one company, you'll see more companies. Yeah, very So, So it's a great little easy hack to leverage LinkedIn and your favorite companies and your favorite clients to find more like them. Love that. And and I think the one thing that I then suggest to my clients about using LinkedIn is, and obviously, Bryn, you're the expert, not me here, but Sam and Bill is setting up triggers. So that when, when a company just announces they're about to do a merger acquisition or they've they've taken on a new person or they're going to a new area, if they're on your hit list, you're now aware of that, right? So you can actually reach out with purpose um, and demonstrate that you follow them, you're interested in them. Um, and I think that's the other, another piece about the attraction piece for me is, yes, we want to attract the right people, but also we want to be seen as attractive to the right people Mm. and i think that's a real big point it's got to work both ways so so often we say stop telling them what you want to tell them and start sharing what they want to consume yeah right there's a there's a a difference right we want to tell them difference yeah massive difference and and i i see this is the biggest mistake sales people make using linkedin for selling right the, and I call it commission breath. Oh, um, Larry Levine. Yeah, I love that. We, it, we love that. I, I spoke to Larry today. I didn't know you're going to. I love Larry. Yeah, I love oh, he's Larry. great. That's, man. Great that's where we've man. heard commission breath. So, I yeah. love it. So I'm a big fan of selling from the heart. Um, he's an amazing guy. And so, so Bill is currently in their course. In their- oh, brilliant. No empty seat. Brilliant. He's amazing. Well, I, I was coaching a client of mine last week, a big pet, pet, uh, they're called Pedigree. They sell pet products okay. and they're all reading Larry's book. And I said, I know him. The guy's, he's one of my, I'm a hero. He's one of my heroes. Yeah. And I said, and I reached out to Larry this morning and he's now coming on during, joining me for a collaboration for a training with my client. Cause I knew, I knew that Perfect would be a partner absolutely and for me goes back to what i said at the beginning of this it's about value add i knew they would love that my client it serves them and then it's a win-win right Mm -hmm. yeah i love it i and we had no so we do collaborations with with larry as well so the idea that you're doing that and now we're newly collaborating with you is so interesting love that Trifecta, trifecta. Yeah, that's amazing. So, so, so let's let's continue to talk about attracting. But oh yeah, we're on the show. Let's kind of switch gears here. And and so, Tony, what are some of the things you're telling your clients to do in yeah. terms of thought leadership? In terms of being that thought leader, what type of content are you encouraging them to share on social? Yeah, it's got to be um, different because otherwise, how will you stand out? And a lot of my clients, they, they try and articulate their what they call their USP, right? We've all heard of it, your unique selling point, and, and really trying to add value, but articulate that USP. And I say it's not your USP is about a selling point. And I don't believe our job is to sell, it's to serve. So I believe it's your UCB, your unique client benefit. What are you offering the world that's genuinely unique in the market? but that will absolutely benefit your client because the USP is like a tactic. And and I don't, people don't like to be sold to. So to go back to your question, Bill, the content has to be about what are the problems and challenges your target audience are facing. And the more we can understand that 
And the more we can then give examples of how we've helped others solve those problems, solve those pains, that's the value. So really the content is all should be designed with your dream customers pain points in mind every time. Yeah, so USP is sales process. UCB is buying process. Yes. And, nice. and I've been saying that a lot lately. We need to stop, we need to stop worrying about our sales process because that's about us. Correct. And we have to start worrying about their buying process because people buy in a much different way than we think they do. Absolutely. Yep. And when you yeah, absolutely when you can marry that up, the buying and selling process, that's when you got a customer. I just love how this is all coming together. And one of the things that I've just been playing with a little bit is are your sales questions about getting the information you need to make the sale or are your sales questions getting them excited to buy from you? Mm, I like that. I like that. And playing with that. And, and, and I'm going to guess here, but I think now we're kind of moving into the the S and ask and that solve. Am I right? Totally. And, and actually, Brin's hit the nail on the head. To enable us to solve our prospects' problems, we need to know what their problems are, which all comes down to great questioning, and, and but also listening with intent. And the biggest tip I'd say salespeople is don't listen to respond, listen to learn genuinely listen listen to what they're saying or what they're not saying and and i call these killer questions because what having worked with so many different organizations so many different industries one of the biggest areas they fall down is their questioning is terrible and therefore unfortunately when they sit there and think god this prospect's not opening up they're they're really difficult i actually say are they difficult or are you asking the wrong question and I'll give you an example. If let's say you're in the B2B environment and you've you've got an inquiry and you've they've already mentioned that they're speaking to other people and they've reached out to you. And yes, I want to know what keeps them up at night. That would be one of my first questions. And I might do a future pace question. Let's fast forward six months from today. What does success look like rather than what you're hoping to achieve? But what I hear a lot of salespeople say is, are you speaking to anyone else? And, the, and the, the company will go, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And have you, you know, how how have they been? Have you liked any of their offers? Yeah, yeah, I have. It's the wrong question. Right. That's, you can do me, that at the end. Do that at the end. And at yeah. the end, ask, just out of curiosity, what's the best option you've looked at so far? And I like that because it's good to know they spoke to five companies, but I want to know what they see as the best in their eyes and what they liked about that, but maybe what was missing. But it, but it really is about, and, it, and I think for salespeople, Bill and, and Bryn, my, my tip here is write down a list of what key information do you want to ascertain from that, that interaction and then design those killer questions that's more likely to get them to open up about their pains and challenges that will enable you to make a recommendation. I love that. You know, uh, when I originally had sales training, like forever ago, they would say, you know, you need to find out right away, what's their budget? Who are the decision makers? Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know what? We're on a call because they have interest. Yes. You know, if I start to talk about all the information that I need to make the sale, yes. 
we're going to kill the interest. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really good point. And look, it's different if maybe we're outreach and we've never spoken to it. It's cold, but obviously we're on social selling, right? And therefore we've we've provided value. They know we're an expert. We've given them so much that they've now reached out to us and said, oh, I loved what you wrote about X. I want to know a bit more. So it's a completely different, it's a different process. Mm-hmm. And as you said, the, the budget, you know, BANT, the budget authority, et cetera, is all about us. And it should never be about us. It's all about them. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, it's interesting because we, we, I just made, we just closed a very nice client. I'm very Excellent. excited about, and we're going to launch in a couple of weeks. Um, and they were shopping a lot of different people. <laughs> And so they came to me at the very end of they've already vetted and actually internally had made a decision. And someone said, wait, talk to Social Sales Link real quick before you go ahead. Brilliant. They actually came to us saying, we think we've made a decision, but, you know, an internal person has been following your stuff and said we should come to you. I did not go into who are all the other people. Mm. I, because, I, you know, I said, so I said, well, tell me, I didn't care about who, what are the things you've asked other people to do for you? Brilliant. Great question. Right. And I still don't know, because it, it would not have made much of a difference. And I, hopefully I'll know today, because I'll ask now that I won the business. Yes. I want to know. But it was interesting, because one of the things they said is one of the companies that we're working with is also doing Twitter. Will you do Twitter too? Yep. And I said, we don't, I can introduce you to someone else, but what I'd recommend based on what I've just heard, and there was a lot of other information is the fact that LinkedIn is your primary, consider the company that you hire has LinkedIn as their primary. Yes. Yes. And then if you really want to use Twitter, don't use a LinkedIn trainer for that. Use a Twitter trainer. Absolutely. The one thing I'll I'll push back on, Brim, from what you said, just to give you a thought here. Yeah. You said you closed a big deal. My thoughts would be you've opened a new relationship. Yes. I love no. that. I'm going to change my speak. Change. I'm writing that down. It's true, though, right? Because as so many people say, you know, I closed a deal today. I say, well, did you close the deal or did you open up a new relationship? It's a new client. You're, you're going to serve. It's a different different look yeah. on it, right? And and so now with just a couple of minutes left, let's let's trans let's make another transformation into keeping that relationship going, and that's the K in wow. keep. Absolutely. So this is all about how you know. For me, I don't want clients. I want raving fans. I want ambassadors for my brand that believe in it as much as I do, and and are advocates for what we do. And one one thing that a lot of salespeople struggle, I think, is how do we articulate our UCBs that I mentioned earlier? They really think, what is what makes us special? What makes us different? And my advice, ask your client, because it's not what you think it is. It's what your clients believe it to be. Their perception is what matters. So in terms of the keep model, my first thing is go back to your clients and say, we want to be the best at what we do share with me if there's anything you think we could do better, what would that look like in your world? And if they give you some stuff, great, implement it. But often they'll go, you know what? You're so good at what you do. We love it. These have been the results. We're happy. And then I say, I'm so pleased. 
can I ask a weird question? And they go, go for it. And I say, imagine we swap jobs. So tomorrow you did my job. You ran a sales training organization. They go, right. Who would be the first person you would reach out to in the next week to win your first ever customer? And I always get this weird face and they go, oh, well, I'd phone my brother-in-law, Mick. You know, he's a sales director of a big manufacturing company. I'd phone Mick. And I say, I'd love to speak to Mick. That's fun. <laughs> they, I you know, love that. And, it, and it really great. works. So when, when, when I find a client enters your world and they start to think how, how you see the world, then they find someone. If you say, you know, anyone you know that I could help, again, it goes back to that anyone, you know, everyone, you've got to be split. So I think get them to swap jobs with you. I'm going to add, because I've got to add the LinkedIn piece. Please. You can also search and filter their connections and identify mm. the eight or 10 people that they know. Yes. And run those names by them. It may become two or three or four introductions or permission to name. Love that. I love that. Absolutely. And, and I think it's always good to say, I notice you were connected with X. How do you know one another? Correct. You know, to start right. that conversation. This has been so good and we could we could keep going, but we're out of time. So everyone that's watching, remember the ASK acronym, Attract, Solve, and keep tony it's been so great having you on tell the folks how they can stay in touch with you and connect with you thank you yeah thank you so much bill well as as brim mentioned earlier we're going to be collaborating together now with social sales link so i have a learning management platform called tmi sales university it's all of the content that i've taught over the last 14 years to help over 30,000 salespeople. And I've reached out to experts like both of you to get some of your content on there now for my members. So I know there's some of your content will be uploaded on there um, as our collaboration, but I'll, I'll be more than happy to give a, a free trial and I'll send you guys a link to send out to your, to your listeners to try it. And I'll also send out a copy of my book, at, at, you know, as a as a gesture of goodwill for wow. them to make coffees for closers. I'll send you an ebook that you can send to your listeners. But the best place to reach out to me, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, or go on my website, TonyMorrisInternational.com, and they can learn more about the different things that I'm involved with. Fantastic. Well, we will put links to, to all of those different um offers right in the show notes. So Tony, thank you so much for being with us. To all our listeners out there, thanks for watching once again. Remember, so as you're going about your day in the days to come and you're out there selling, don't forget to make your sales social. Thanks everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening and join us again for more special guest instructors bringing you marketing, sales training, and social selling strategies that will set you apart. Don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes from the Making Sales Social podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.